What up? What's up, people? I'm coming to you with a a Friday night, like late night, well, mid evening episode. Uh, I have two greats on this episode today with me. I say greats because we have some well knowledge basketball historians on the show today. One, we have an all time referee, uh, Michael Conciacion. I got to ask this gentleman if I'm saying his name right because I've been telling people his name and I've been probably saying it all wrong this whole time. But we have him. He's been a basketball official for quite a while, almost 30 years in the community, board 30. If you're a referee, you know different boards and how they break it into regions and stuff like that. So he's on board 30. I was on board 27 when I was a referee before I retired, before I had my my Bell's palsy. Excuse me, before I had my Bell's palsy issue. But he does a lot of stuff in the community. Um, He is the one. He also runs or he is part of that uh, the Cape Verdean tournament that is being held and uh, goes down in the city out here every year. And he reps uh, New Bedford heavy. Um, I'm going to be quite honest. I really don't know much about New Bedford hoopers. I know I, I done hoop with them before and I've been out there before. I know they got some hoopers, but I've never been out there to um, actually hoop, hoop, hoop. It's been a while, but I, I know I definitely know there's some hoopers out there. And then uh, for my second guest, my second guest, I'm going to have, <laughs> it's funny, none other than one of Cambridge's own, one of Cambridge's finest. Uh, his, he also goes by the name of David Foster. And no, it's not me. I have my dad uh, play a little basketball over at Range. Played a little basketball over at, uh, I want to say it was a Southern Connecticut, University of Southern Connecticut. So we got to bring him up on the show so he can talk his little basketball here but uh let me bring my first guest on the show mr michael everybody welcome michael how you doing sir how you doing oh we can't hear you hold on you got to uh turn your, your mic is on mute how you oh. doing how you doing how you doing sir i'm doing very 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 good how about yourself all right how do you say your last name uh-huh you had a hard time consacio consacio yes sir it's kate verdian Okay, buddy. All right. Okay. 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 All right. All right. All right. All right. Michael Concesio, man. How you doing? I know you reached out to me. I've been wanting to talk to a basketball historian for a while. And I've just been like, I can't figure it out. I'm so happy you reached out to me because, and you're from a different part of the city. So I can ask you questions about who's who or what's what. And Absolutely. stuff. Like and, and I know you officiated too. So I'm going to ask you some officiating questions. I know you did, you did it longer than me. And I know you've done seen the game progressed from what it used to be to what it is now. So we're going to try to break down some uh, basketball antics. And um, I'm going to break down a quote uh, Gilbert Arena said much later on, but we can meet me and you can talk about that later. So uh, let's start off from the city of New Bedford. Right? Uh-huh. Let, let's yes, start. There. That's where you're from? That's where I'm from. Born and born, raised. Born and raised? Yes, sir. Okay, so I first I, I thought you was Latino. <laughs> Are you? No, no you Cape Verdean. Cape Verdean. Oh, straight. Straight. That's that's what's up. That's what's up. I, I know I, I don't play with a couple of Cape Verdean legends out here. Uh Will Blaylock, I know you know Will. Of course. And Tony. Tony yeah. Barrett. That's my guy. He can shoot. He can shoot lights out. He can shoot lights out. But let's yes. talk a little bit a little bit more about you. Uh, just tell me about yourself. What, what's going on in New Bedford? How, how long you been reffing? What got you into basketball? Like high school career? 
okay. Uh, basically, uh, what got me into basketball was my dad. Uh, my dad introduced me to the game at such a young age. And uh, I got my uh, basketball experience uh, beginning at the Boys and Girls School. Uh, that's how it started. And I remember distinctly mm-hmm. that uh, uh, the very first game I played a nine-year-old kid. I was terrible. I was so upset with myself that I decided to uh, really win the game and um, mess from there. What I did was I, I went and won the game by myself. I learned all the fundamentals. Uh, that's how I progressed. Uh, I went on to play for Bishop State High School mm-hmm. and uh, I played pretty well there. Okay. And then going to Framingham State. Okay, okay. Played point guard for Framingham State. Uh, I played, I sat my first year, but I played the, the following three years. Uh, I have, but uh, I was third in the nation in assist uh, my senior year. Uh, we had a guy by the name of Mike Man Falkenberg. Okay. The nation scoring. Uh, he ended up being drafted by uh, Celtics. Um, but he ended up getting cut. But uh, yeah, he was the. Uh, what year was this? Uh, <clears throat> 82, 83, around it, 82, 83. Okay, okay. So I wasn't, I, I wasn't even out the oven yet. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm gonna throw out a lot of years at you because you just said you didn't have yeah. I'm gonna yell years and names and stuff. So that's 82, 83. So you went there. Did you, after college, did you, um, immediately like jump in the referee officiate or first off you still got that record over that frame man well, i still have the record yeah i'm sure i do i'm sure i do okay 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 i'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to check i'm gonna have to check that out i'm gonna have to do my facts real quick and look that up and Go see ahead. all right i'm gonna check and see all right so uh so what what what, what happened at the college what did you get to at the college did you did you very well from what happened was um, uh, three of us went to uh, trial with the European trials. A guy by the name of Kenny Francis, who you might not be familiar with. Another guy by the name of Jim Mercer. Matter of fact, one of our mentors, uh, Bernie Bickerstaff, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh, his son is now a coach in the NBA. Bernie Bickerstaff was a coach, uh, a longtime coach in the NBA. He was uh, basically a head of scout. And, uh, uh, I played pretty well, but um, I didn't make the cut. Uh, Kenny mm. Francis went on to play in Chile, and Jimmy Mercer went on to play in France. And I came home, and uh, uh, I played, you know, semi-pro. I played locally. We had the uh, summer leagues and stuff like mm. that. I played in uh, so I kept still playing the game that I really loved. Okay, okay. So, did you? When did you get into coaching or officiating, or when did you? When did like New Bedford like basketball re- was really like on the scene? I, I, I'm gonna be biased. Really being from Boston, I ain't really never heard nobody being from New Bedford that can hoop. I'm just. Oh, I'm gonna hit you with some names. I'm gonna hit you with some names. All right. Uh, okay. Um, as far as the officiating is concerned, <clears throat> one of my best friends, uh, Eric Griddle. Have you ever heard of him? Yes. Yeah, anyway, uh, that's one of my best friends. And uh, when he, he graduated from uh, Rhode Island College, mm-hmm. his father said, you know, he was working construction at the time. His father said, 
you know, why don't you um, go into referee and make some extra money, do some things on the side. Anyway, Eric uh, took it on. He was a great player at Iron College. And he took on the uh, the officiating game, and he uh, strove, and uh, he ended up going to, uh, on his own, uh, Denver, Colorado, uh, for officiating training, uh, L.A., uh, New York, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I followed his career. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he was going to, like, New York City, right in the hood, uh, I went with him. And uh, I got to tell you that story. That's an amazing story. Um, they asked me if I wanted to learn how to become an official. And I said, sure. And uh, better than to learn from the, the best that's uh, around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took me under his uh, tutelage and uh, uh, I became a referee uh, 4.30 out here, which is like New uh, Bedford, Fall River area, um, and uh, more of the Southeast Coast, uh, the part of the Southeast Conference, matter of fact. And uh, I ended up uh, being a boxing instructor for about 10 years. And then I had uh, two major hip replacements, and uh, mm. that ended my yes, major ones, and that ended my uh, officiating career. Um, but of course, I still followed uh, uh, Eric Riddle, and there are some very good officials that are coming mm. out of it. And you know what's really great, to be totally honest with you? So. When Eric was starting to officiate, there was no black referees. He might have been the one, maybe he might have been two. You know what I mean? But because of what he did, mm-hmm. and he ended up getting a lot of us involved in refereeing, and mm-hmm. we in turn got others involved. And now there's so many minorities right now refereeing out of the veterans. It's a great thing that Eric did. I love it. I love it. Because, I mean, like, growing up, like, when I played basketball, there was a lot of, like, like when you like play in this in the city, there's gonna be like black referees, but like when you go outside the city and you playing like AU, it's not really when I was there, it wasn't really many black referees, and it's just weird that I had to wait until like almost like college to like actually see like a black official, like see someone that's like kind of looks like me, and that's kind of sad. But now seeing like the new wave, like guys like me. Um, like after college or whatever, like let's let me get into this officiate. And there's a lot more up and coming black referees, but I just hope they get the same opportunities as the white these some some of these white referees are getting. That's what you strive for, you know what I mean? Um, when I when I when I started, like I said, there's very few uh, uh, black officials, mm-hmm. and um, I'm sure you know um, if I can keep it real, you know it, it also uh, depends on a few things. First of all. Is if you're likable, and I mean, I mean, I mean that from the people who are in the know. If yeah. you're very likable, you have the, uh, the great personality, and uh, you're available. And mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the biggest key. Uh, is your availability. If you're available, that means something. Yeah. You can conduct yourself in a professional manner, and uh, you uh, listen and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go pretty far again if you more or less. Become more personable uh, when you're dealing with people making decisions. You know what I mean? So that um, goes a long way. And I, I don't know how old you are. 34. I'm 34. Oh, man, you got a long way to go, man. Uh, <laughs> one of the, the best officials up, up and coming, maybe you have heard of him. His name is John Silver. Okay. I don't know if you will hear from him. He um, is an up and coming official. 
Where's he, where's he based out of? Excuse me? He's from, is he from Mass? Oh, yeah, he's from New Bedford. And uh, what he, again, learned from Eric Grillo and a lot of the uh, local uh, officials. And right now, he's under the tutelage of Michael Stevens. I don't know if you're familiar with Michael Stevens. Michael Stevens is out of Rhode Island. And Michael Stevens has done four out of the last five final fours in the NCAA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm proud. Absolutely. Oh, you can look okay. that up, too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes, okay. Stevens, and what he does is he does a lot of, matter of fact, when the show is over, I'm going to give you his information. He does a lot of um, officials' camps in the summertime. And uh, like I said, again, who do you know? Obviously, he's well-respected in the NCAA community. And like I said, his wife is also an official. And uh, like I said, Mike's done the last four or five Final Four. As a matter of fact, he did the final game maybe two or three times. You can you can look it up. But uh, yeah, Mike Stevens uh, under the tutelage of But also, I want to tell you a quick story if I can. Go ahead, go ahead. About Eric, Eric Brillo. Um, I went to his first NBA game. Let me tell you what transpired before. This may be good to your listeners. Mm-hmm. What happened was Eric went on uh, CBA back at that time. Uh, was like a like the G League of today. And he was doing the, the championship games and he was doing very, very well. And I don't know if you remember, there was a strike in the NBA. Yeah, I remember that. And what happened was Eric, like again, was at the top uh, the officials in the country as far as uh, doing um, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, And then he was doing the CBA. Mm-hmm. And what happened was they asked him if he wanted to, you know, officiate NBA games during the strike. Okay. And Eric, Eric decided to do that. And Eric um, did 17 games, referee 17 games. And then as soon as the strike was over, uh, they kind of like blackballed him, to be honest, uh, crossing the line. But what I want to bring up, I probably want to talk about officiating. I, Eric took me, man, Purchase New York. Just to give you an example. Mm-hmm. Purchase New York. We're doing almost. He's doing the game. I'm in the stands with his father. Okay. And a guy by the name of Ronnie Nunn. Ronnie Nunn is one of the uh, most famous NBA officials. And uh, I remember going to the game. Okay. Uh, Mike Jackson was playing. It was a pro-am. Mike, Mike Jackson was playing. And I remember there was an official, Ronnie Nunn, and another official, head of the NBA officials. And uh, he was talking with Peter and myself. And then at halftime, they both went down to the locker room. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, this is program. This is summer. Okay. In the locker room. Eric comes out. Now, this is before I began officiating. So I'm like, I'm thinking Eric's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. After the game, I distinctly recall that on the um, before we got in the car, Eric said, Dad, man, can you drive back to the bedroom because I can't handle it. And Eric went on my shoulders and he just flat out cried, man. It was something so extreme. And and I remember going in the second half where they were so particular in the positioning of the officiating, how if he was like two feet off or one foot off or even breaking it down by inches, the angles. And I learned so much just from listening to them as, as an official. And um, I don't know how long you've been officiating, but back then it was two men. Now it's three men. I'm no, but back then it was two men. So a little bit more pressure and you got to learn more about different angles, et cetera. 
but uh, Eric went on to be great referee. Um, he's still refereeing, matter of fact. He's still refereeing, but he's doing more lower level type. Um, I don't know if you know Michael Grant. You know Michael Grant? No. I'm going to have to give you some names. Michael's done. He's done. Uh, give me some, I'm saying I'm over here taking notes, by the way. I'm taking notes. You should. Keep, keep going. Mark his name down, Michael Grant. Mark him down, Michael Grant, Eric Brittle. Michael Grant did uh, uh he did uh, the finals of the uh, tournament at the, at the Garden. Uh, he's also a very great official. Also, we have a lot of upcoming referees. But getting back to Bethel, what brought me Bethel on the map? I'm gonna tell you real quick. Um, maybe about 40 years ago, sorry, not old about 40 years ago, um, we started, well, not me particularly, but uh, Peter Bill, Eric's father, started having basketball. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> they were locally, locally. And then my contacts from Planet Premium State, I uh, happened to uh, close friends with Nippy Hall. You know Nippy? Mm -hmm. Nippy Hall, Ron Hall, et cetera. Uh, Albert Plain and uh, decided to bring them down. And then all okay. of a sudden, we started, then they started to grow. We had teams from Washington, D.C. We had teams from New York, uh, of course, Boston, Boston, near and all province. We had teams come in and we packed the house was packed. Also, it was right during the Cape Verde Independence Day parade, where there's 100,000 people during the parade. And then after the parade, most of them, a lot of people come down and watch the games. And the games were so intense. And you want to talk about officiating. I'm sure you, you're familiar with this, was that um, during the daytime, the, the afternoon games, what would happen was, you know, people might be drinking some beer on the park, maybe have a beer or whatever. But as yeah. the afternoon progressed, people started drinking that high liquor. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, let's, let's, I'll just give you a comparison. Let's say you have Boston in the finals on one side. You had Boston in the finals on the other side. You know what I mean? And then it, it would be so intense. And if you want to talk about doing something, you know what, as an official, mm -hmm. it was very hard back in them days. I don't know if you're familiar with a guy by the name of Tony Gurley. Are you familiar with him? So I know Anthony Gurley. Yeah, yeah, Tony Gurley, exactly. Okay. Now everybody knows he was one of the referees that came down. Now he used to referee, and most of the time, the two Boston teams would play in the finals. And he had to officiate that game. And he had to go back to Boston. Picture that. Mm -hmm. So I mean, hold on, Anthony Gurley's dad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't it's know he was. You mad? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. His father. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm young. I mean, y'all, younger than me, but yeah, his father was a, was a big time referee in Boston, and he used to come down for the and do the the games when we had all that count. So anyway, to, to bring it up now, we've had so many players come from Boston uh, to play. In the annual Capeland Parade shootout, so mm -hmm. uh, that brought a lot more people. Now people start looking forward to coming down. It's all like Derby Park, you know what I mean? So people come down, place was rocking, you know what I mean? And it, we've been doing, we didn't do it this summer obviously because of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. But I mean, we had some great talent. You name them, they probably came to. Mm -hmm. Name somebody, I guarantee they probably came to. And they probably they love coming down. I like I like I like hearing so it so in New Bedford, do you guys have a like a park similar where y'all play this kind of kind of like where out here yeah. we play at Washington Park? Like what, yes. what, what, what what's y'all park out there? 
their own one and only. It's so called we, Monty, Monty Playground, Monty Park. The one and only. Uh, that's where we had, we conduct, that's where the best players play. That's where uh, the shootouts are held. And that's where we draw the most people. And we're lucky enough to have some former NBA players come down and play. Dwayne McClain, who played at uh, Villanova. I don't remember him. Okay. He played, I'm going back a little while. Um, We've had Dana uh, Barrows come in and play. We've had a few other players who have come uh, that also played and made the, the shootout so worthwhile. I don't know if you remember, I'm a little younger, but the best player I think of all the years, I've been doing it for 40 years. I've been uh, as a player, mm. as an official, and now what I do is uh, I'm on the mic. I'm on the you mic. On the I, I announce the games. I talk, you know, I talk smack. You know what I'm trying to say? It's so, I, mean, I, I have a good time. I have, I have a great time. Okay. But, um, yeah, and, and we bring the people in, and, and it's something that uh, you need to come down and check it out. No, I'm, fact, you need to come down and officiate. No, I see. Uh, so <laughs> I start to officiate when I have Bell's palsy. I like, I physically can blow a whistle. So like when oh. I blow a whistle, it go, it just flies right out oh, my mouth. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, no, nah, it's all right. No, it, it 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 really once I start coaching, I mean once I start officiating, it, it really made me look at the game of basketball different, and that's what really made me dig into coaching. So that's yes. why I'm, like, I'm I'm a coach now. So you know what I mean. But now nah, I'll definitely come down and, and, and chill on the sidelines and heckle it and talk my talk my ish and see some good hoops. I I, I love I love I love good basketball, and I just need I need to get out the city more. I mean. I know I coach out now, but I just need to start hitting these little spots and throughout throughout Massachusetts, these little hidden gems. Right, New Bedford. I tell you what, though, you come down New Bedford, uh-huh. I guarantee you will be. Matter of fact, asking people that you know, they'll tell you. They know nah, I let you come on down. I bet, I bet, I bet, I bet some people go tell me for sure. I bet some people definitely go tell me for sure. Or there's some New Bedford hoopers. Uh, matter of fact, if you want, I can I can bring you some names. That, matter of fact, there's two right now who are doing very well. One's name is Bonzi Coulson. He played with the Milwaukee Bucks last year. B-O-N-Z-I-E, Bonzi Coulson. Uh, he was on that team uh, for Giannis. Okay. Uh, he went to a – he was a, a preseason All-American at Notre Dame, but he got hurt midway through the season. Okay. And, uh, he ended up uh, not being being drafted, but he ended up uh, being picked up by Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, is it um... – isn't is it Jordan Jordan Ren Ren Rendies? I think is he from Jordan Yeah, Rendies. Yes. Jordan. Yes. Okay. Jordan went to UMass Diamond. Uh huh. He's playing overseas. He's doing very well. He's doing uh, good. He's doing good. Matter of fact, he lit up uh, some games up out, out, out your way. Yep. He did some he things up your way. He hit, he hit that. I got I got the recording. He hit that game winner up at Lena Park. Yes, he did. Oh, yeah. That's, that went crazy. Right now, what he does, what he's been doing, is he's been setting up uh, uh, links. His games overseas. Oh yeah, all right, yeah. all right. Oh yeah, yeah. He's hurt right now, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, we try to keep up to date with what he's doing. He's he's um, a he's he's a yeah. Yeah, he's that, yeah. When when he hit that shot, if he wasn't yeah. inside that gym, it yeah, that gym went crazy. I saw that. I saw the highlights of that. Yeah, I saw that. That was great. He did the same thing in New Bedford. He's been known to do that. Oh man. He's, he's something else. He's a good. He's a good dude too. You know. What yeah, I mean? he is. Sure is. Now, more locally, we have a guy right now who went to um. His name is Bryson Goodon. Y'all familiar with him? Oh, that's yeah. That's that's um, that's Juco's son. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 
CV friends, I, I know they go. They're energetic. Um, I forgot my man's name. They used to call the uh, the K Verdian Jordan with with the with the uh, with the braids. What's my man's name? Uh, I think he was from Brockton, George. What's his name? You might, you might. Yeah, it's a cat. I played. I played up again. I played against him up in uh a while ago when I was at Bunker Hill. It's either him or another guy. They used to call the K Verdian Jordan, but he always used to wear braids, and he he's like six six and can jump. Wonder who that? I, I must know who he is. You got him. He played from Brockton. He must have came down and played off. Yeah, he, yeah, he had to. He had to. He had to. But uh, some some people that that came through there. And how do you guys? Yeah. How did you guys start that um, that that tournament, the Cape Verdean tournament? Well, what, what happened was again, um, a guy by the name of Peter Brittle, Eric's father, you know, decided to you know, basically do something to coincide with the parade. The parade, like I said. Easily over 100,000 people come and enjoy the parade. For real? Yes, it's Cape Verde Independence Day. You can look it up, too. It's no, I, I hear about it. I, I be hearing about it. So, obviously, you know, you know that attracted a lot, attracts a lot of people. And then what better way than to have a basketball tournament to give people something to do after the parade? Makes sense. You know what I'm saying? The people are already there. And uh, the party is packed. Packed. Have the music, uh, the food. I mean, it's 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 a it's a cultural thing, and it's been going on for time. We've had that shit over, but this would be if we had this summer, would been my fortieth year doing. Dang! So you guys is like running like neck and neck with BNBL almost, huh? Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and I know so many people from from your way, you know. What I mean, because of the shows we do that, and of course, I played with a whole bunch. I mean, Boo Rice and all of you that. Gary Burke, a little older than you. Yeah, I know. I know Boo Rice though. I know who Boo is. Everybody knows Boo. Yeah. Do you know he was the last one drafted in the NBA? When? 
Look it up. Moonrise was the last one picked by the Celtics in the draft. Hey, look, you can look it up. <laughs> You'll find it. I'll find it. Hold on. Wow, I didn't know he was. I didn't know. I know he was legendary. I know. I know. I know he got. I know he had some game, but I didn't know he was. I didn't know he was drafted. I'm gonna have to tap in the boo. I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to get boo up on here. Hey, boo's great, pal. Me and boo, we used to go at it, and in the wall turn tournament, me, him, and uh, Gary Preb used to go at it. And then boo went at that time it was called Boston State, and I was at Fairness. We go at it then. Boo, oh, man, I've known that dude for years, man. And then when he was coaching his girls team, we, we had him come down here with his, uh, his girls team uh, to play at the Boys and Girls Club, too. But, uh, yeah, you know, also, when you're officiating, you're dealing with, as you know, AAU. So you get to, to see a lot of players, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, and a lot of talent. Um, uh, matter of fact, Shabazz, mm-hmm. his first team, that, that was interesting, Shabazz. If you know about Shabazz, um, he has a very vocal family, to say the least. So I mean, when you're fishing his game, uh, you got to be on point. Uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hear it. But um, uh, like uh, I'm going back a little bit. You know, what I mean, I know you're younger, but I'm going back to the times when we had Juan Chandler, uh, uh, Michael Bennett. We had so much talent. Earl Kelly from UConn, uh, talent, and, and they enjoy coming down. You know what I mean, uh, Greg Simpson, uh, had, you name them, they all come down and play, man. That's a nippy ball. Uh, a man from BC, Dante Abrams. Uh, okay. I, I can, I can, Al Howard, I can name names and names. And Bosco Passion, I can go on and on. The talent level that has come down here is tremendous. And uh, we get a lot of feedback. It's been instrumental in the success of the tournament. And we, I'm sure a lot of people look forward to it every year. You gotta come down and check it out. No, nah, I'm definitely, so. uh, yo, I'm definitely gonna come down after the season. I mean, I got, uh, I'm coaching uh, high school. This, this, uh, I'm a high school coach as well. So this, our season is about to kick off in like two, in like a, a week and a half. So after the high school season, I'm gonna definitely be reaching out and seeing uh, oh, what what New, Bedford, what New Bedford has to offer me out there. I mean, also here's another thing. I mean, I, I, I truly believe I've been blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was with Eric Riddle with, with the officiating, you know, going to New York. Matter of fact, two summers ago, we was at uh, Bagman Park. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Bagman's the best player. It's like the old record. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the hook. You know what I mean? So, and being involved as, you know, close friends with Eric, you know, he enlightened me to a lot of things about officiating and uh, able to go places and see things that I would not normally do. And then, of course, as I explained to you before, uh, one of my best friends in the world is Dave Lado. Mm-hmm. He's the head coach of the ball right now. And um, that's why that's why he dripped out. That's that's a nice little sweater you got there. Oh, don't worry about it. I'm gonna hook you up. So <laughs> what I'm saying is, we played ball. He was at Holy Family. I was at Stan. So we were, we know just since we were like 12 years old. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've always followed his career. We had Mouth Eastern, Mouth at Framingham, and uh, he had a guy by the name on, on, on his team called Perry Moss. We ended up playing with Philadelphia Seven Sixers. Along with Dr. K and uh, Kyle Bach. Okay. But anyway, uh, Dave, um, check this out. He was in LA after he graduated. He was captain in LA in uh-huh. the shower. Gets a call from Jim Calhoun. Jim Calhoun said, Look, you want to come be uh, my assistant coach? 
Dave didn't know anything about Pokemon, not nothing like that. Dave said, sure. Dave left LA, came in to the Northeastern, and he was with Calhoun for 17 years. And then he went back to get a head coaching job at. What, 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 what years was he at um, Northeastern? What years was that? As a player? Uh, yeah. He was nice. He was uh, 78 to 82. Did, was he, did he play with Kyrie's pops? Kyrie Irving's dad? Kyrie, no, Kyrie Irving's dad went to BU. He went to, okay, okay, he went to BU. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he played, uh, they had a great team. Uh, that North, matter of fact, they went to the Sweet 16. They played against Villanova. Mm. And uh, they lost. Um, Dave just told me stories about how they played University of Georgia. They had a guy named, this guy, all you could see was the bomb on his feet. I had not done his book. But he was telling me all kinds of stories about, of course, I, I would go check them out. Dave ended up, you know, going to UConn, mm-hmm. uh, back to uh, Northeastern, uh, back to UConn. Then he got it. Uh, he went to Missouri, Tulsa, and then he got uh, the main clause. And then he, um, about three years ago, he went back to the college. And then, matter of fact, he signed an extension last year. And uh, again, being involved with him, he would take me to a lot of the, the uh, UConn games back in the day. Matter of fact, even allowed me to officiate one of the, the practices. Was yelling, yelling, screaming at me, but that's all. <laughs> but uh, he had me do that with Kyle Hall on the team as a. As a I mean, it, it, it feels good. It sounds. It's, it feels good to know that as a coach, you can be like always bounced around, like from yeah. one place to one place. Like I, I'm young, and I'm in like I've been in my situation for like this is going on our second year, and I feel mm-hmm. like. I got to be there for like the rest of my life and I got like a commitment to them, but I know like somewhere, somehow there's might be another opportunity knocking that I might have to be like, might have to take or might have to decline. But like, I don't know if I, if I, I don't know. It just, it just feels weird. But like you got a commitment when you, when you, when you coach a group of kids and you got like a good thing going on and you leave and then you look back and then that program, like, Crash and burns. It, it just makes you feel like, dang, what did I do? But was he the head coach or was he an assistant coach at that time when he was bouncing around? Uh, he was a uh, assistant coach at the beginning. Um, he died, like I said, the 17 years uh, with you. Um, won the NCAA championship. Okay. Uh, I, was, I was there with during the parade, which was great. Um, and then uh, he was a uh, head coach at DePaul. He did four or five years there. Then he got opportunity to coach the University of Virginia. And he did that for two years. Matter of fact, he got coach of the year. His, his rookie year, he had a coach. He had a guy, but he had a great point guy by the name of Singletary. I was about to say, who, who, who did he coach the year that he got coach of the year? Rookie, his rookie year. Virginia and the ACC. What year was that? Man, you're killing me. Ah, uh, year. <laughs> it was in the... Uh, 90s in the 90s. All right, okay, that's the, I'll take that. I'll take that. Late 90s. Late, late. Yeah, he um first year they went they had I think 18 and 10, something like that. Uh they had a great they, they had a great run, they had a great day, great backcourt. One of the players named Singletary went on to play for the Phoenix Suns. But then what happened was the year after that they went 10 and 18. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And in the ACC, they don't play. Mm-hmm. They don't play. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, they basically buy them. And then he ended up you know, doing some advertising work. And he ended up getting a job at the main class. Okay. And uh, he uh, went from there. Then he ended up getting a job with Missouri, Tulsa. And uh, that's where he was the last step uh, before he accepted the job at DePaul. At DePaul. And uh, they're going to be really good this year, by the way. Yeah. Not, well, yeah, they got uh, some four, four rated uh, players coming in this year. Matter of fact, they play Sunday night at six. But oh, anyway, um, so, I mean, I, I've been blessed to have friends like that. You know what I mean? I'm, I've been blessed. And uh, again, I, I thank you for you know allowing me to come on. I yeah. have so many stories, man. I can tell you, I can tell you stories. You even, I mean, I can go on and on. I can tell you stories about Joe Bryant, Kobe's father. I can tell you stories about that. I let can me, tell the story. Let me get a quick. Let me get a quick Joe Bryant story. Let me get a quick one. Let me let me, let me see. Let me get, I, I, I could be until midnight. Well, what happened was again, uh, the guy I'm, I was, I've been referring to is Marcus Holmes. Uh, again, he played at UMass Dartmouth. He had a great career. And anyway, there was a guy by the name of Dan Savage, and he played at UMass Dartmouth. Came off the bench, but he ended up going to Vegas. Okay. And um, at the time, I was doing the uh, color commentating for UMass Dartmouth basketball. And then um, all of a sudden, I'm hearing they're bringing a team to a professional basketball team to come play in the basketball. I'm like, what? All right, we, all right, let's see what's going to happen. Sure enough, there's a, a team called the Boston Frenzy. You can look it up, Boston mm-hmm. Frenzy. And they signed Marcus Hauptman mm-hmm. and Marcus Wills, who was a great player, like I said, at Northeastern. And then they asked me to, if I wanted to do the scrimmage, uh, the, the first practice. So I said, sure. Me and my, my, my good friend of mine, Josh Mendes, was at the boys' club. And we were doing it. And we see all kind of players coming in. I mean, Moses Malone's son, he's mm-hmm. another one that, that played. Troy Brown played at Providence. Uh, uh, okay, I'm, I'm like, which I hit, hit you with this one? So we, we get there early. And all of a sudden, I see him walking. Wow. Joe Bryant. He's the coach of the Boston Frenzy. Oh, man. Real. Look it up. For real. So I'm like, wow, I'm in awe now. I'm in awe. And, uh, you know, got to meet with him. Got, uh, got, got to pick his brain a little bit. And, uh, again, what happened was the Boston Frenzy ended up, unfortunately, in the folding. They, they, I think they played 14 games. I know for a fact uh, the, the home games, I did the home games. Again, I was color commentator, um, uh, w, uh, BSM with the Boston Frenzy, uh, did nine games. But let me tell you something now that you're really going to, that's going to mess with your mind. Mm-hmm. You know the uh, N1, the N1 with the, all the yeah. heroics and all that? Well, guess yeah. what? Well, and Sarah said, well, I'm going to try to get some of the players to come play here in the Lubeck. Okay. And he got two of them, Helicopter mm-hmm. and Spider. Okay. If you remember Spider and Helicopter, they were on the team. Yes, yes. Hey, absolutely. The first game sold out. First game sold out. The only thing with them was they were more street ball. Mm -hmm. And Joe Bryant wanted to have teams be more fundamentally sound. Yeah. Basketball, not street ball. So they were more like a like a circus act. You know what I mean? But they 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 had some phenomenal skills. Phenomenal. Again, 
It was great, you know. Yo, Brian, what you doing here? You understand me? And people don't know how good a ball player he's. Oh, let me finish up with this one. So what happened during the course of the season? They were beset by injuries. Mm -hmm. And Joe said, well, hell, I'm going to play. I kid you not. He, he was 50 years old. That on that yeah, he went up there and got 50 points. Yeah, you're going to look it up. 50, at the age of 50, got 50 points. Damn. I kid you not. Damn. And you could see, I mean, of course, he, he was known for his athletic ability. He, he could jump to the moon. You know what I mean? But um, of course, he's 50 years old now. But what he did do is he showed a lot of smart. He played smart. You know what I mean? He 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 knew how to use his body. He knew how to push up. Mm -hmm. He did everything so secretly, but mm -hmm. got away with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And people, I'm telling you right now, people were amazed that he still had some game left. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do what he did at the age of 50. I was like, wow, that's this gave me inspiration. You know what I mean? That was that was a great, that was a great great thing. And then of course. Again, talking about New Bedford, but brought New Bedford to the map. I had the, the honor, the privilege to play against Dr. J. Oh, yeah? That was something else. Yes, sir. You can look it up. You can look it up. But matter of fact, I'll send you that. What happened was I was 16 years old, and a uh, uh, guy by the name of uh, Tom Lewis was uh, at school with uh, Dr. J in mass. And they said they want to bring him back to high school. Mm -hmm. Dr. J, sure enough, we go there, 5,000 people in the stands. Dr. J comes out, I'll never forget. He had a gray top, gray sweatpants, mm -hmm. big afro. Now, this was in 1976. This was the year that the ABA and the NBA were in a- In a frenzy. Was a, yeah. So, there was like a pause. There was no games. Dr. J had come, come down to New Bedford. And I'll never forget this. He goes, um, I wrote the article. He comes down, and everybody's just like staring at him, like, you know, what, what's going on? What's going on? And all of a sudden, he started talking, and people were getting anxious because they just wanted to see him dunk. And one thing I would tell you this as a coach, I'm going to tell you this. You already got it, huh? You already got it. You already got it. You already know. Why are you, why are you playing me, man? You already know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, you got you must have the article already. You probably you probably did your homework. <laughs> you did your homework a little bit, a little bit. But that was a great opportunity. That was the awesome opportunity. Uh, I, that that's something I'll never forget. That that was awesome. That's what's up, man. Man, I just want to thank you for just dropping me dropping all this knowledge of. I truly appreciate. It. Me and you are gonna definitely ch be chopping it up offline and be talking. And oh, absolutely. I'm gonna be good, man. That. I'm, I'm you my new mentor. Put it that way. Hey, if you need any assistance, you know I know everybody. So anything yeah. you need, you know what I'm saying? I, hey, that's what I do now. You know what I mean? My mission is to help others now. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. have my day, my day, my my mission, and my goal is to try to help others. And I have the connections, I have the, the contacts. And if there's any way I anything I could do for you, please feel free. No, I, I might even get Dave on your show. I might get Dave on the show. <laughs> I, 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 I'm you, you. You're just an ex extended fan, man. I, man, I truly appreciate it. Thank you, thank oh. you, thank you, man. 
uh, all the history. We, we, I, my, I did my research. I was gonna pull that out, but you, you, uh, ended, you got me. Hey, all right, all right, you got me. You ended it. You ended it, man. But like I said, man, truly, truly appreciate it. And um, like I said, when uh, and I'll be chopping it up and I'll be sending this the links and stuff when I post it on like Spotify and all that good stuff. All right, man. Thank you so much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to you when we when we all here. You will we'll get together. <laughs> all right, definitely. Thank you, man. Hey, much thank you for having me. Much appreciated. Thank you for coming on. Uh, thank, thank you, me. thank you, thank you for coming on. Truly appreciate it. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the one and only Mr. Michael. Con I still can't say it right. Conciesion. That's Mr. Michael C. For you guys out of New Bedford, man. Very, very humble to have that conversation with you, sir, man. Uh, Great vibes. I can't wait to uh we, we're gonna we I gotta link up with him in person. I gotta link up with him in person. I know we're gonna have endless talk. We gotta meet up at like a Starbucks or something and tell him keep the coffee coming or something, or keep the tea coming, whatever it is that you drink. We got we gotta tell him keep it coming, keep it coming. Uh for this next segment in my show, um I'm gonna chop it up, man. Why 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 not? Why have a podcast and not bring the one and only? My dad. I mean, he got game. He played a little bit. He played in Cambridge. You know what I mean? He played a little college ball. And, you know, it's another shout out to him. You know, his birthday is tomorrow, old man. So, this is, you know, this is my little, little happy birthday, old man. You know, I got to bring him on the show. What's what's up, dad? What's, what's, what it do? What it do? What, what it do, baby? You in the H now. So, you don't, you don't turn from a Celtics fan to a Houston fan and a Patriots fan and a Texas fan. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only David Foster, man. Yeah, around, yeah. Around the let's, uh, first of all, let's clear the air, man. I'm always going to be a Celtic and Patriots fan. Man. <laughs> all, all the time, all the time. I love my Astros. I ain't going to lie about that, man. But I, I can't get down with the Rockets, man. Okay, 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 okay. Hey, so, that's what, one thing for sure, man. He's telling the truth, man. That, that New Bedford parade was always off the chain, man. And we used to drive down couple of times, not a whole lot of time, go down there and hoop with them, bet the dudes. They was the truth. But uh, Earl Kelly was definitely the truth. I know I, I went, when I went to uh, Southern Connecticut that one year, you know, I always played by um, Hill House High School and okay. uh, Wilbur Cross High School. That's where Earl Kelly went. And, and he, shoot, damn, they're averaging 39 maybe points a game, man. At, at one point, Earl Kelly was just amazing, man. That, that, that was a Coaches, coaches speaking the real man. Earl Kelly was a bad boy. Okay, 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 okay. So, uh, you said you don't, you don't play it over in New Bedford and stuff. So we gonna bring it back. You, you were Cambridge guy, I'm, and I, and I'm always, I'm gonna always remind you of you being the Cambridge guy, and I'm being from Boston. <laughs> yeah, I always know it. You know it. I, 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 I always remind you of that. But uh, so. When you went to high school, I know you went to like Fletcher Elementary School when you went to high school or whatever. I know you went to high school with Pat, with Pat Ewing. And yeah, I know yeah. We was in science class together. And he wasn't he was he was never there, but he we was in the same <laughs> class, so he was never there. I know that y'all was close. I know Auntie Susan was also God rest her soul. She makes you rest in peace. She yeah. she was she was she was close with him as well. So how was that high school experience? Because I went to a small high school and I never like nobody in Hyde Park was like a phenom, like how he was. Like, how was it going to a school with like a phenom? Like, was it like how it is now, or like was it like chilled, or did you like like how, how was it 
did you play? Were you able to play with them? Or, like, what's up? Speak oh, to man. Only, I, never time I, I played maybe some pickup ball, you know, elementary school, you know, in eighth grade. But um, Patrick Ewan, um, you know, he went as a eighth grader. You know, the high school, Cambridge High School had a elementary school inside the high school, which was called Achievement. And that's what that's what mostly the roughnecks went, and uh, the hardcore guys. A lot of them hardcore guys that could play basketball. They went to achievement, mm-hmm. and uh, achievement was an extension of the um, of the high school, but it was still an eighth grade. They had an eighth grade basketball team, and Patrick played for them. So after he left achievement, he went straight, you know, straight to the straight to the varsity as a freshman. But you know, I always I always say it, man. There's some cats out there that know it, man. Cambridge is a bit very uh, political. High school, you know, we got about 20 elementary schools in the city, and you only got one high school, Cambridge, and you got a Catholic school called St. Mary's. But you know, it's always politics, you know, and uh, I was one of those guys. Yeah, I was Coach Jarvis, man, just me and this Coach Jarvis could never get along. So I already knew as a freshman that I was never ever going to play on the high school team. So, you know, that that's how a lot of cats in Cambridge. Uh, you know, felt, but you know, it's a lot of politics. But the high school's games was crazy because we was winning state championships, you know, and, and it was all good. You know, we all knew each other, you know, so it was all good because we was winning state championships. And of course, after Patrick left, then we had Ramil Robinson, so it was like the championships kept coming. Then we had Lance Dotton come after Ramil, and he went to Michigan, played in the Rose Bowl, so it always, you know, kept coming. But it always started with Butch Wade. Me and Butch Wade was good. Me is pretty cool friends, and Butch, I think Butch Wade went to Boston Tech, and I think that was one of the first cats out of Boston that went to Michigan. That's why a lot of cats in Boston was wearing Michigan gear because Butch Wade, he was he was one of the first. And I know old cats who remember Butch Wade, you know. Yeah, they they wear Michigan gear because they're from Michigan too. Don't forget that. Oh yeah, that's how y'all roll. Yeah, yeah. But it was it's a good it's a good experience, man. You know, so I I was. I was for, I was fortunate, man. You know, I was able to, um, you know, go over the bridge and play basketball. Not not too many cats from Cambridge would go over the bridge and play basketball. You know what I'm saying? But I was mm-hmm. just fortunate. You know, I had some friends over there in, in Lena Park. You know, and I had friends, you know, all over the city. So I was able to go to different parks, and I played BNBL at Dover Park. That's where I played my BNBL basketball for like maybe two years. So, you know, it, it was a good experience going over to the Shelbourne and all that stuff like that. And I played for the South End Squires back in the day, you know. It was just a good experience. That's all it was. But uh, yeah. then when I went to when I went to Connecticut, I actually just – University of Southern Connecticut in New Haven, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I just tried out for the basketball team because there wasn't nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made the team about to play. But when the grades dipped, you know, yeah. your grandfather don't play that. So, you know, I had to exit – I had to exit that team, man. But it was overall, it was a good experience, man. You know, um, I'm more of a street baller, man. You know, I I, I, I like that concrete, man. So, you know, sometimes I, 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 I was about to say, what, what were your, some of your, like, little street, your, your street, uh, sto- your street dreams, or street hoop stories, and then playing in Cambridge and growing up and playing out there? Like, what was what was the competition out, like, there, out, out, like, in the streets out there? I know well, it was, like, well, the competition was, was, was Benny. Whatever it was called. Hmm? What y'all call it? E five. E five. No, we no, we had a. There was a park called St. Mary's. Okay. And see, I, I'm from the port side of Cambridge. You know, that side that's closer to MIT. 
You know, so I'm, not even, I'm not even going to front. I never heard that port stuff until I went over there last time with you and over there by uh by Izzy's and there was that little festival going on. Right, and that's the port. Like the port. The port shirts on. I was just like, what? Yeah, yeah. The port. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm from the port. I'm from the port side. That's closer to the MIC side. So we got the coast that's down there by Harvest. So it is always a rival within Cambridge, you know, the port against the coast. You know what I'm okay. saying? Patrick Ewan's from the coast. Ramil Robinson's from the port. Okay. That's, that's how, you know, that's how Cambridge was kind of split up that way. Okay, okay, okay. So but we run we run Cambridge. Everybody down the coast knows the port runs Cambridge. It, it's still going on to this day. You know, ain't no different. You know, different like a Roxbury Dorchester, you know, uh okay. rivalry game. That's that's how that's how it is with the port and the coast, you know. Okay, okay, okay. So um so after you down you now you in Cambridge like who did you? What else did y'all do at St. Mary's? Like what? St. Saint Mary's is St. Mary's was like the park. You know, it had the rec center inside. You know, it had two basketball courts on the inside. Had an upper deck and lower deck on the outside. So that's where that's where we had the the, the Cambridge Summer League. Okay. You know, and a lot of people don't know. You know, like I said, uh, uh, you know, Coach Jarvis never let the high school kids play in the summer league. So, you know, a lot of the cats that played on the high school team, you know, they, they couldn't play in the summer league because they, they wasn't they wasn't allowed. And if they was caught, you know, they would get kicked off the team. But we always this guys in the neighborhood back home, man. Everybody knows we always we challenged the, the high school team one time, man. And uh, of course, you know, Coach Jarvis, he didn't want to do that because we was, we, was, we was thirsty. We was thirsty <laughs> before the word thirsty. They didn't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? So. It, it, it was a good experience, man. But like I said, there's a lot of politics involved, which is a which is a okay, man, because that just makes the competition a little bit better. Uh -huh. But uh, it was it was crazy just the fact that I didn't play any you know high school ball. Just the fact that I can just walk onto a college team. And Cambridge always had that little rep, you know, that Cambridge basketball. You know, we all that's all we could do in Cambridge was play basketball. It was nothing. It was really it was really nothing else to do. You know, it's not like we can go from Roxbury to Mattapan and Dorchester and still Cambridge is Cambridge. We're not going to Somerville. We're not going to Arlington. This Cambridge is just Cambridge, you know. So y'all had to y'all had to stay within y'all little Cambridge within y'all little Cambridge like a little radius, huh? Yeah. So if I go to play basketball, I'm gonna go the other way over the bridge. There's no use of me going to. Well, I used to go out to West Method and kill them niggas out there. So you know, <laughs> West Method. I used to go out there and beat down them dudes out there. But the best competition, you know, go over the bridge and you know get your game up. You know, come right down to the city, right? That's where you got to go. That's where you got to be. That's where the game. That's where the game is at. Even your grandfather, grandfather used to take us, uh, take me to go see Michael Bivens play. At the Roxbury, uh, at the boys' club, and Biv was like ten. We used to go, we used to go watch his games and stuff. So, you know, your grandfather was always bringing me over there, man, let me hoop and stuff like that. So that's that's okay. how I got better. You know. Okay, okay, okay. So life happens, and you you know stuff goes on, and you and you move to Houston, all right? And you brought me down to this place called the Fondy. Yeah. So how is up north, ball? Compared to like down south ball, did 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 you have to adjust your game a little bit when when you move when you move down there, or was it alright? Because the Fondy, those those are some hoopers down there. Those, I, yeah. I, that was that was some good run. That was probably. Yeah. I had to. I had to. I had to. Um, I had to go down to the Fondy to to prove myself. So, you know, nine o'clock in the morning, 
I was at the Fondy. Sometimes I, I couldn't get on the court, but, you know, once I got on the court, it was on and popping. Of course, you know, Bobby Francis, you know, who played, I think he played for Boston College. He gave me his jersey, you know, before I left home. So when I walked into the Fondy, I was wearing my Boston College basketball jersey, you know, and they was like, well, who is this dude? So they just gave me a chance and I got out there and I, you know, I handled my business. I let them know where I was from. You know, the game is always different because those dudes are more athletes. Mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm more like, I was like, I had a Georgetown mindset and Georgetown Hoyas mindset. I'm trying to steal the ball from you. I'm trying to make you look stupid on the court. I'm trying to throw all kind of no look passes. So my game was different down there. They was, it was on some five slam pajama stuff when I got down there, you know what I'm saying? So I had a Alvin Franklin, who was one of the point guards from University of Houston. That was one of my little old claim to fame, one of my little stories down here, man. I had to get in his guts. And okay. after that, that was it. You know, sometimes you, they don't let you play basketball in Houston if you don't bring your license. A couple of times I didn't bring my license and they let me play. So I knew it was on and on and popping. So. You know, I handle my business. I got my little legendary status down here in, in Houston. Everybody, everybody knows that's on the on the street basketball course. They know what's up. No, no, I de definitely. I I felt the same way when I went to the Fondy too. I, I held it down. It was. Like, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, I think I think I did. I. I, I think I seen. I, I seen a couple of. Them, I seen a couple of them cast. They was like. I was like, man, hey, man. As long as y'all don't. I I know they was gonna give you the introduction. So they seen okay. me sitting. Up. I knew they. I, I, I told you know. Well, I told one dude, I was like, man, watch your elbows. Uh, you can introduce them, but int introduce yourself the right way. So, you know, nah, even nah. so they they know the time it is. Even when you came down here to the Marion, man, they still always ask me, man, when your son coming back down here, man, and hooping in that, you know, they know your brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, damn, man, I, you, you got you, you got some hoopers. I was like, that's how we do it. The, the that's how we do it. They, they know who you are. The, the double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when me and Lionel get on the court, it gets kind of crazy because they 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 walk in, they know Lionel, then they see me like, oh, this dude's all short. Lionel's like six two. They're like, this dude can't hoop. Mm-hmm. And then Lionel sitting there throwing me back door alley tap. They're like, oh shit, this it, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, minute. yeah. J Cole always asks about you, man. J Cole, man. J Cole always right asks about you. That's my guy. I think I think I done, I, I held it down. My 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 terms that I hooped in Houston. I think I think I. I held, I held it well, down Boston. I think I did at, the, Boston. at the Fondy for sure. At the Fondy yeah. for sure, because uh, you know, there's no referees, man. It's you know, they, they play physical at the Fondy, and that's where oh, all the pro ams at. That's where Moses Malone and Akeem Olajuwon and Akeem Olajuwon's brother and Rodney McCray and all them, you know, Sam Cassell and John Lucas and all them old cats, you know what I'm saying? That's that's you have to go down to the Fondy if you want to make a name for yourself, man. So it was yeah. it, 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 it was a good look. You know, it's a good look. I gotta go back. I can't wait. I can't wait to go back down there. I can't wait to go back down there. Now, hooping uh, is good. It is. It is. It is. So now you got my. We I, we did mention my little bro, uh, Lionel. So now, Mark, you got my little brother who's in high school, and he played over at Hastings High School, mm -hmm. across the street from. Don't tell me Elsick High School, right? Yeah, Rashad Lewis went. Rashad Lewis went to school there. Rashad Lewis went to school there. Yeah, now, legend. That's a legend. That's a legend. How, how I so seeing how like how those schools was like kind of close and and those rivalries. How is like compared to like when you was watching like those Ringe games or playing in those Ringe games compared to when Lionel was in high school playing on in those Hastings games. How was it like the intensity? Was it like kind of the same because 
No. No. It was, no. The Elsick Hastings Houston rivalries is, is we're gonna fight when we get outside. Oh dang. Yeah, see Cambridge is blowing everybody out. And the only time Cambridge is getting ready to fight, we go over the bridge and play one of the Boston schools. Oh, okay. So so the Elsick the rivalries down here is more intense. I mean, the schools are literally across the street from each other. Yeah. You know, so it's it's gonna be uh a lot of police presence when Elsick and Hastings play straight to this day. It's just more um, it's more intense and then it's more at stake now. You know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. more basketball outlets. You know, it's not just um, the college. You got overseas scouts. You know, everybody ain't just trying to go to the pros. Some people are trying to go overseas and get their money before they go to the pros. And some mm-hmm. people want to go overseas, you know, go to Mexico and Puerto Rico, you know, go to Venezuela. There's a lot of these cats going to South America. So there's a lot at stake now, man, compared to, you know, back in the day. There's a lot at stake. And I remember going into his school gym. I'm just like, I walk in there, I'm like, God damn, they got a band. They got yeah. a coming down, squad and everything. I'm just like, oh, I, I was just like, I remember I was just like, Ma, please let me go down there for one year. Please, remember, I was begging my mom, like, Ma, I need to move to Houston for one year. Yeah. I yeah, tried, it's, it's 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 a atmosphere. The atmosphere is different, you know. What I mean, yeah. from the bands, from the cheerleaders. I mean, the first time I went to Texas Southern University and Prairie View University, historical black colleges and university, I was overwhelmed, man. I'm like, is he serious, man? All these black mm-hmm. folks out here, and you know, they're talking about the black history of the schools and, mm-hmm. and, and 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 what's going on in the world and stuff like that, man. And these bands and they take that stuff real serious, man. You know. Some of these kids go to school just to play in the band so they can get a free scholarship to go to a black university. So sometimes not always about sports. You can play, you can play the trombone and get a four-year scholarship to a black school. Free school, free school. There you go. There you go. There you go. So experience experience is different, but it's for sure, you know, I got better because you know, now I'm playing 24 hours a day. I'm playing 12 months a year. I don't have to worry about skipping six months of snow and you know, we we playing basketball on Christmas and we playing basketball on Thanksgiving. And I mean, mm-hmm. we just we just continuously playing basketball. And then the park that I came up at, man, I was at that park for about 15 years. So, you know, like I said, I consider that my park, me and my buddies. You know, that's our park. So somebody that we don't know come to our park and we got to lay them down. <laughs> that's the that's the one over there that had that little hut that little, had a little roof over it, right? A little tent, a little tent. Mary Bates. Everybody know about Mary Bates. But, but that was the first court I ever played on. I had a little D backboard. I'm like, what kind of country yeah. backboard is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to get used to that too. All these double rims and all this bullshit. They had to know like, double rims. What in the world yeah. is this? What yeah. in the world? That's what's Com- up. Competition is live, man. Competition is live, and 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 everybody knows in Houston, man. You got people from Chicago, New York, Dallas. You know, New Orleans, L.A., Houston's like Houston's just a melting pot, man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you're going to find people from all over the place. So we used to get together some guys from New York and guys from Chicago. We all get on New Orleans. We all get on the same team, man. We playing against guys from Houston, man. We trying to, you know, the out of town is what we're going to do. Out of town is against in town. Let's go. We lay some up and lay it down. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's, what's up. that's definitely what's up, man. I yeah. Mean, so, uh, so then my then my brother went over to go play over at uh, where he go where he go first? Where's his first off? Texas A and M? No, West West. He went, he went West. to uh, University of Arkansas Little Rock, where Derek Fisher went to school. There you go, there you go, there you go. 
Yeah, he uh that that little team was nice, man. He had a, he, you know he had some issues, man. But shoot, man, that that team was nice. They won their like twenty three games. Around you know what I mean? Like six, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was doing he was doing real good, man, and assisting and getting his minutes up and the, the travel. You know, he's telling me stories about you know they got to travel by plane and land in here, then you got to do the school, and then after that little uh, situation, then he went to West West Texas A and M. Mm-hmm. I think they finished like fourth in the nation. Yeah, division two and assist something like that. So they're doing real, real good. Joe Klein was the coach. Joe Klein was the assistant coach. I think Joe Klein used to play for the uh, play for the Celtics. Okay. In Arkansas Razorbacks, but he was the assistant coach. So he he did a he did a good job up there, man. He, he did he did pretty good. Did pretty hey, good. Oh, that man, he got that degree, man. I saw that man he went to school for free and got that degree. School. That's why I be trying to tell these kids I be coaching today, man. It don't matter. You can go to the university of McDonald's, man. But if it's four years for free and you're getting a free education, man, you can go ahead and put that uniform on that says Mickey D's, man. Make it happen. Make it happen, right? That's right. Free school is free school. So now you you dabbled into some of the uh the little AAU coaching. I know every time I go down there, I look at some of the trophies and stuff like that. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, me and you be going back and forth about different defenses and offensive sets and stuff like that. Like, when we talk basketball, we talk it on, like, a totally different type of, like, level. Not We don't go for, like, stats and assists. We talk about, like, the actual game. The actual so, game. What What was some of your favorite highlights while, like, coaching, like, the AAU and doing stuff like that? Like, what was some of your, like, favorite? I know it has to be – one of them got to be doing Disney. Yeah, yeah, the, that Disney, uh, that Disney trip when Lionel was ten was was off the chain, man. And going you know, sixty six teams that are ten and under, and out of sixty six teams, we finished fifteenth. You mm. know, and, and the the wild, the I mean, the bubble where they just had the the basketball the NBA, the bubble. That's where we was at, mm-hmm. and uh, that was that was amazing, man. But um, one one of the best highlights is after that experience in two thousand. When I came back to Houston, I was like, "No, shoot, man! I'm, I'm, I've experienced all this stuff, and all I see is head coaches with mm-hmm. their sons as a point guard, or head coaches with their sons as a center." So when I got back to Houston, I was, I was already determined. See, well, since my son is one of the best ten-year-olds in the city, I might as well put my own team together. So that's what I did, and I've been coaching ever since, man. So going to San Antonio and stuff like that, playing little small little tournaments and tournaments in the neighborhood, just to um. Just to give back, man, you know, just to, I don't care, feed them hot dogs and chips. They're only 10 and 12 years old, man. But now all these kids, is they're trying to go to high school. They're trying to go to college. So you got to stick with them, man, you know, try to put them in the, in the best yeah, situations. Yeah, good yeah. program, good situations. Best, best situations. I don't like people taking advantage of my kids, man. I always felt, you know, when, when they with me, they with me. So I don't want nobody taking advantage. I hear that. I hear that. But you got to get the wins, man. I mean, I, I ain't going to lie, man. It's all about the dubs, man. You, sportsmanship is good. Teamwork is good. But you got to get wins. And the only way you get wins is that's how you get invited to different tournaments. Like like Coach was talking about that tournament in New Bedford. You know, I, I went down there and watched a couple of them games. Man, there was always some good games in New Bedford. But you got to get the wins to get invited. Mm. You got to. That's the most important thing. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Yeah, but basketball, basketball keeps you going, man. You know what I'm saying? Basketball, basketball keeps, I mean, with me, basketball keeps you going. I, I couldn't coach this summer because of the pandemic situation, you know. And, and in this neighborhood, which is a fact, 
I'm on the southwest side of Houston. The SWAT. Yeah, I'm on the southwest, A-Leaf, Texas side of Houston, man. And uh, our gym is called the Marion Community Center. Mm -hmm. I have the most trophies out of that out of that out of that Marion Community Center. High school, middle school, and elementary school. That's facts, man. That's facts. You the you the Bill you the Bill Russell of the uh, Marion. That going right. Got my rings and trophies and everything, man. You know, that's how you got to do it. That's how you got to do it, man. You know, it's crazy because, you know, I used to get into arguments. I never called myself an AAU coach. Mm -hmm. You know, never. I'm the neighborhood coach. Mm. So when you bring your AAU team to my neighborhood, you got to play against my kids from my neighborhood because those are the kids that you guys don't want because the parents don't have that money. Mm-hmm. You know, my team is funded by me, the homeboys, you know, the, the guys at the barber shop, you know, the, the guy at the liquor store that's going to donate to get me some basketballs and stuff. You know, when I got to play against these AU teams, you know, <clears throat> I got to lay them down. And, you know, so I always it was always a hassle. The AU coaches don't like me around here. They, I, you know, it, it's a fact. You know, I, don't, I see how they do to some of these kids, you know. You guys, these guys start their own program and, and, and go. Start, yeah, start yeah, that's what I did. I got my own little uniforms and, you know, I got my uniforms in the closet. So anytime I want to put a team together for a tournament, I got the uniforms. I'm not charging parents two and three hundred dollars. Man, just bring some Gatorade, some chips and crackers, some fruit at the end of the game. That's all I need. Man. I don't, I don't, what am I going to charge you two hundred dollars for? I got my own uniform. Just turn them in when the game's over. I hear that. I hear that. I I wish we could do that up here, but man, you gotta pay tournament fees, man. Tournament fees be like two, three hundred dollars per tournament. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Some of that stuff can get ridiculous because we was promised when we went down to Orlando, we was promised we was gonna go to Disney World. Uh Robert Reed that used to play for the uh Houston Rockets back in the day. He was supposed to be our sponsor. And you know, sometimes that it's just a Sometimes this is a trick to some of these parents, man, you know, paying all that money. We never got a chance to go to Disney World. We didn't do I mean, we played basketball. You know, we was there for a good period of time because we was winning. But, um, you know, some of these some of these things are scams. You know, there was no sneakers for everybody, you know. So I figured I'd just do it on my own and stuff, man, and just get with my boys and my 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 employers to donate some money. And then we just let the kids have a good time. Just go down to Galveston, take a drive to San Antonio for a little weekend tournament, man, have some fun. You know, when the kids go to sleep. And the parents can, you know, have their little get-togethers and stuff like that, man. But it's all about the kids and the kids having funds and not taking away from parents. So everybody's not privileged, you know. Mm -hmm. Everybody don't have that money. Some of these parents got four and five kids. They, yeah. they can't pay all that money, man, you know. Yeah, that, that, that's how it is up here. I think that's probably where I get a lot of my give back from five from music. That's all I want to do up here is give back to the community, make sure some kids they got the, you know, like I just thought this store dry. I always want to make sure all these kids got a smile on their face. I know some that's right. Won't be able that's to right. Because it made the best part about it is when you yeah. see these kids and they 20 and 22 years old, you know, and they got kids, you know, and they married and they doing good and they calling you coach and you at the Walmart, someone calling you coach and you turn around. It's the one of them kids you used to coach when you was nine. Mm -hmm. You know, the kids you used to coach when you was 10. And then, of course, you know, there's always that kid that makes the left hand turn instead of going straight. Yeah. So, I mean, he's still my basketball player. I mean, he might not be in doing good, might be doing some bad stuff, but you know, you gotta you gotta stay connected. Definitely. That's what I've always been about that. And I'm glad that see you doing that. 
Um, your grandfather was doing that too, man. He, your grandfather was coaching in the neighborhood, man. You used to coach me and your cousin Keith. It just trickles down, man. You you can't be a statue in your neighborhood. You gotta you gotta be able to do something. So you know, that's why you know I'm, I'm glad some of these kids they still call me coach and call me uncle. Just don't call me school because I don't like that. <laughs> now you got the grades, man. You got the yeah. Just don't call me school, man. Call me uncle, coach, or something, man. We good. <laughs> But man, I'm a, man. We about to wrap this up. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I just want to say happy birthday. I mean, uh, man, turn, I'm turning 27, man, tomorrow, man, 27 years old. You wish. I have many more blessings. Keep doing you. Keep living. Yes. And, and, and just, man, just keep being, keep being Charlie's granddad. Her, her, her. Already, yeah, yeah, That's for sure. Your, your niece, your, your niece just called me a few minutes ago. I'm a Nori. She just called me a few minutes ago, man. So it's, it's all good. Uh, like I said, I'm proud of you, man. Keep it up, man. And it seems like this show is um, is on the upswing, man. You'd be Thank surprised you. with some, some good things. You got good people on here, man. Just keep repping your city, man. That's the most important part, man. Keep putting your city out there. Most definitely. Well, there's a little bro right there. That little bro said, what up? What's up, Omar? What's good, big dog? Nothing much, you? just chilling. Chilling, chilling. Yo. Okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna link with you. I'm gonna link with you, all right? All right, I'm proud of you, brother. Thank you, thank Older you. Brother. <laughs> no, I'm gonna no. call you little bro because you're shorter than me. He's <laughs> uh, tall. Uh, here you go with the short jokes. <laughs> but uh, like I said, people, thank you, man. I'm turning on this exclusive episode. This is historical book talk. I had two OGs on the show. I had Mr. Michael C. out of New Bedford. I had my dad. Uh, Dave Foster came to representative. Um, he did his thing, man. Like I said, appreciate you guys for being on the show. I'm like, everybody on my way out, remember to get buckets to stay black. We out. Get buckets, baby.